This is the Lovers on a Mission podcast. It's your girl, Clee. And it's your boy, Kim. This podcast is where we share perspectives on relationships, current events, entrepreneurship, mental health, and so much more from a woman's point of view and a man's point of view. You can stay updated with our world on our Instagram page at lovers underscore on underscore the letter A underscore mission. All right, let's get into this episode. Hello, people. Yo, we yo, are yo. back. Yo, what's going on, people? It's your girl, Clee. It's your boy, Kim. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are saying welcome back to ourselves and welcome back to you. Because... <laughs> everybody, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> Welcomes. Welcomes for everybody. Yes. Um, if you follow our Instagram page, you see that we gave a quick summary as to why we were on a sabbatical um, with the podcast. We have been working on our own personal goals. And during that time... Kim and I, we have had many discussions about everything, you know, self-improvement, working on your own personal goals. And we also talked about mental health. And, you know, we one of the parts of mental health that we really, really talked about was mental health in, our, in the community of our black men. Um, important topic. Very important topic. It's, it's surfacing all over now. It's being talked about now. If you guys know, before a man showing, you know, his feelings and emotions, that, were, that was looked at as weak. But, you know, now we are more educated and we are more willing to talk about this part because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, Men have feelings too. They're <gasps> for real. Yes, they do. Well, Men are humans, and I am a feminist. However, I do understand the the you know the dynamics of what goes on with men. I'm a feminist, but I do not hate men. Okay, I'm not <laughs> an God. extremist, but you know I stand with my sisters. I rep with my sisters. I'm not here with whoop, the. Whoop. You know, if my sisters are done wrong, we're gonna we're gonna rock together. Okay, but. You know, Rally. there are some good men in our community as well, and they go through things as well. And even those that we don't consider so good. Everybody be- goes through shit. There you go. So, you know, we have Mr. FYI, Kemuel, my sugar man. We are going to... Is that a new... Is that a, is, you know, I have so many... We have so many terms of endearment in our relationship. <laughs> so... <laughs> um. Let's talk about it with you because you are a man and I'm pretty sure you I have so. you so. have gone through these dynamics yeah. as a man. So how has it been, you know, we're from the Caribbean, how has it been transitioning from always having to be the strong person and protector to being somebody that is open about your feelings right now? How has that transition been? Did it uh, make you feel weak in any way having to open up? Um, I think... I think vulnerability is something that we all have to we all have to experience. So mm-hmm. I don't want to say it made me feel weak, but I mean it depends. Certain topics and certain mirrors you pop mm-hmm. against yourself, against yourself. Um, it really, it really causes you to be vulnerable, and nobody really likes to be vulnerable. Um, I don't care if you're in the twenty twenty era of everybody being. It seems more open. It doesn't matter. Nobody really enjoys being vulnerable. Right. But that's where the most work happens um, when you're able to like kind of bare your soul and really look at yourself. So how was the transition? I mean, it had its ups and downs, and I'm still working through it. You know, um, 
you recognize a lot of the time that from where we're from systematically and, and throughout the years, like we have been not, we've been encouraged to kind of like, you know, as a man, carry certain burdens and just kind of keep it quiet and keep mm-hmm. it moving. Up to now, I probably still kind of sometimes feel that's true, but you have to, you have to, you have to know what, what fights to fight. Honestly, you have to know what burdens to bear and, and mental health. That's something that comes with depression. It comes with, um, you know, it comes with questioning yourself. It comes with being able to, to have a, a brethren, you know what I'm saying? That hopefully that you can be able to bounce ideas off of and, right. and talk to uh, openly. And, um, and that's something I still, you know, I have some close people that I, I can be, you know, a hundred percent vulnerable with. And, um, but then sometimes you still fight, you still feel like sometimes you want to fight certain things on your own. So I think it's an ongoing fight. I don't think it's perfect. You know, right. um, I don't think there's any perfect way to go about it. But I do believe that like we are in a better space and with conversations like this and, you know, men holding each other accountable, mm-hmm. women, you know, helping us, holding us accountable with their point of view, um, with their good intent. I think, you know, we'll continue to be better. Yes. Yes, I definitely agree because, you know, even at work, even with talking with some of my college friends or even like some of my high school classmates that are men, I see a different side of them now that this is being talked about. They're being a bit more open about the things that triggered them or the things that triggered certain behaviors or why they did certain things or why did they feel this way. Yeah. I remember um, back in the day... Like, if a guy comes... Back com- in the day? You're, how old are you? Well, you know, I'm getting a little up there, honey. <laughs> yeah. <I'll, laughs> aren't we all? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, let yeah. me say, like, back in, like, the early 2000s... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember there was a particular person. He would he would express how he feel, and the other guys around him would just be like, yo, you doing the most. Like, what's the big deal? Why is that bothering you? That should not bother you. And, you know, as a woman, because I grew up in that era, like you said, systematically, we as women sometimes feel like you are you a man, you a boy. Like, why is that even bothering you? That's woman shit, you know? So, but now that I'm older, I'm just like, shit, if something is bothering somebody and they're hurt about it, I don't care if they're a man or a woman. They have the right to express that Facts. because what's going to happen is they're going to hold on to it. It's going to fester and that person is either going to, it, it could go both ways. Yeah. They could get real depressed. They could get real sad. They could get real isolated or they could just be going off and imploding. Or and Or right. Or so both. One usually leads to the other in some type of way. And then it's a ripple effect because you're like, oh, why this person acting this way? Why are they doing this? Why? I mean, it's just so many dynamics. And a lot that... of the time, we ignore the signs. Exactly. So, you know, and then we just see the outburst and we see the finished product of that, and then we're like, oh, oh, well, such and such crazy. It's right. Like, whoa, right. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my goodness. You know, we we had a lot of signs to lead up to her, and, and and usually. You know, mental health issues don't just, it don't just come about. You know what I'm saying? It's very rare, unless it's like a medically induced something, mm-hmm. you know, it's very rare that it just comes about out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, um, looking for those signs and, 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 and teaching our kids and teaching our parents and teaching, you know, shoot, our grandparents, it doesn't matter. Like teaching them 
to what signs to look for, teaching them to to be open, teaching them to be vocal, teaching them when they see something, say something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And don't just push it under the rug because mm-hmm. you, you're afraid Sister Susan at church gonna come talk <laughs> about you. You know, like right. you know, like that's real though. You feel me? That, so. That's that's definitely real because people, men are humans. Yeah, men are humans, and I think, like you said, like people ignore the signs. Yeah. People, especially for us Caribbean people, I'm just going to make it general, us black people. Yeah. Our parents, our parents' parents, they're very ignorant to these things. Yeah. They think you're doing the most. Like, if you come to them and be like, you de- you're depressed, you don't have no bills to pay, or oh, you're a man, this is what life is about, you have to do this and you have to do that. So you have the additional pressure on top of you, plus you have to be dealing with your feelings, and nobody is taking you serious, you're not able to express yourself, and you just have this thing where, well, I can't look weak, so I can't tell them, well, this is how I feel, or that is how I feel. Yeah. You know, only now, in, you know, this time, men are actually being open about crying showing their emotions because if a man cried in the 90s 70s 60s you looked at as a sissy you looked at as weak early early 2000s right you looked at like like you're weak yeah it's it's crazy yeah no absolutely absolutely it's um it's 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 just it's just so many years of um and it goes back to slavery a lot of it goes back to slavery you know um the whole thing about slavery was breaking down the black man. So, mm-hmm. um, emasculating and mm-hmm. certain things, you know, if you showed that it was working or if you showed that you were succumbing to it, right? you know, it made you look like less of a man. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, um, you know, you bottle that shit up mm-hmm. and, um, you try and keep it moving for the sanctity of not only yourself, but for your family who's relying on you and looking at you and, you know, and for the opposition to Massa, honestly, you know what I'm right. saying, so that he don't look, he don't um, recognize that you know it's working or 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 he's having he has advantage over me. Um, so it, it it goes back so far, so you know it's gonna be hard to just undo undo something that has gone back that far, but it can be undone, you know what I'm saying, and and um, with um with leaders and front runners and people who are in the community advocating for this, you know what I'm saying? And, um, and, 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 and being, as we, as we started out by saying, being vulnerable, being vulnerable and being open about it, I think is going to continue helping and empowering us. I, I agree as well. Um, you said something really important about, you know, like being conditioned with slavery. I do believe it's a conditioned thing. And I think it's layers that you have to break down. Okay. In in regards in regards to that, I feel like, I, 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 oh, I'm sorry, y'all. But as a community on a whole, I feel like we should all come together mm-hmm. and help y'all get to that place where you are okay and you start feeling safe. You know, talking about your feelings, talking about the things that you are going through. You know, if you go to a woman and you talk to a woman or you're dating somebody and you tell that person, hey, babe, this is how I'm feeling. I'm not feeling such and such. And you get a response like, oh, well, you're a man. You need to figure it out. I mean, that's not cool. And ladies, I'm talking to you. If you are in a relationship with somebody and they are expressing to you how they feel. Yeah. You need to be a listening ear because you're mm. going to expect him to be a listening ear. You know, 
you have to listen to what that man is saying and acknowledge how he feels. And honestly, <laughs> it's funny, but yeah, the, absolutely. But then the flip side to that is, I think a lot of men, they, they're afraid to tell a significant other's thing because they feel like it'll be thrown back in their face later. Well, that's You know too. what I'm saying? So like... <laughs> Um, it's so many layers. It's, it's a lot of layers, but you know, and we just gotta keep it real to be able to really get to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, you know, we don't tell our significant others because we feel like, you know, in you know, you know, and this is not like a job at women. I love my women, but when women get in a situation where they're like, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. if they're like they're in an argument or whatever, they feel backed up against a corner. They, 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 as Kevin Hart said, they we just cut deep, cut, just start cutting, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it might not, it might not, it might just be subconsciously. Yeah. It might not be like deliberately and she might be like totally embarrassed and totally like ashamed after she thought about what she said. But in the moment, she probably going to pull some shit. And by the time you recognize it, it's, you know, something that you told her in your most vulnerable state has come back. To bite you in the butt or come back to be said at you, and then now a man was shut down because they only be like, "Yo, that's why I didn't, you know, that's why I don't talk about these kind of things." Or yeah. da, da 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 da, you know what I'm saying? So, um, and this is not every woman, you know what I'm saying? But you know, those who do do that, you have to be very mindful well, of that. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I haven't done that before. I have. I mean, that's 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 a woman's defense mechanism. Sometimes not, it's a human being's defense mechanism. Yeah, because honor, men honestly. do it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, think so. I mean, we do it more. I'm not gonna sit yeah, here and that's front. Fair. But I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. I have done that before. You know, like me and Kim have been in a relationship for a while, and we have gotten into arguments. Oh, we for have, real, we're not perfect. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> we have Man. said some things to each other that is just not cool. We are two strong-headed people. I'm a, I'm a hard ass. Like I'm not gonna even sit here on this podcast <laughs> and front with y'all that lovers on a mission is the most perfect couple. We're not. Yeah. I'm a hard ass. I'm when Kem says I'm something <laughs> or do something that I do not like, babe, hey, I be I be sitting on ready. You know, like, I've grown a lot. It's it's not nowhere where it used to be. But to his point, like, that, that that's why I'm saying, ladies, we have to, we ourselves have to hold ourselves accountable. You know, especially if you got a good man, okay? Like, if he come to you and telling you about how he feel or he not in the mood to talk about this or this is what's going on, listen to him. Listen to what he's saying. Be there for him. Acknowledge how he feels and give your solution where you think it could help. You know, we have to be, the, and, and men, vice versa. But we ain't talking about the women right now. We're talking about the men and mental health. So, how do you think, babe, how do you think mm-hmm. that in your community, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you talked about like people in the community or People that are famous, etc., that could advocate for this, which which they are doing, why? Which is why this has been surfacing. Yeah. But how do you think you, you know, as Mister FYI, you have started your community, you have started your organization. How do you think you, and some of your friends? Because I listen to, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I eavesdrop on some of y'all conversations. Mm, oh yeah. and y'all have conversations like this you know y'all are being more open about your feelings how do you think you guys can create that safe space for your brothers to 
be able to start sharing and start being okay with talking about how they feel and taking care of their mental health in a professional way? Um, it's a good question. Um, I don't have, you know, there's not any one way. Um, but I think a couple ways is just keep creating, as you said, the word safe space, keep creating safe spaces. You know, I think people are more susceptible to, um, opening up receiving and receiving information when they, and, and, and communicating openly when they know that it's not going to go anywhere, when they have that confidentiality. Mm-hmm. So creating safe spaces, um, trustworthy, you know, earnest safe spaces where people are looking out for your best interest. Um, therapy. I mean, therapy should be the ultimate safe space because, I mean, legally, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Outside the of them, just part of it. right, 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 right. They, they, they really can't. They can't speak on 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 your on your situation. So mm-hmm. you can be, you know, the most, you know, I think you're your most vulnerable. Being able to talk to a therapist, being able to um, really delve into the things that you would probably not want to throw all that kind of weight on, maybe your friend or maybe your significant other or like whatever that looks like, you know. So I think that's another way. Um, I mean, I think education, you know what I'm saying? Being, reading and absorbing information, you know, we, when it comes to anything else, we, we do research on it. Man. You got to do research on the things that matter to you. Mm-hmm. And if your mental health is a thing of, of, of something of importance, then you should be doing research and finding ways to continuously like update yourself on ways to deal with these things because these things they're gonna go away i don't care you know look at 2020 alone you know what i'm saying like i i literally have been calling this year the year of emotions i don't think in three months i don't think i've gone through that many emotions in a long time maybe ever that quickly and that intensely and even like looking at myself like you know how i've been reacting to death and different things lately is just like yo like Maybe I'm maybe I am getting older. Maybe I'm getting a little more mature because it's having a little more of a of a effect emotionally. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's affecting me a little more. And um, and yeah. So you know, I could go on and on, but like I think those are like three main ways of like kind of like really locking in and and pushing yourself to be have better mental health and um. And I don't know if this, I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but like believe in something, have like a belief. Like I believe in, I'm a Christian, so I believe in Jesus Christ. That might not be your thing, (laughs) but like, you know, but like believe in something. I feel like. Have a sense of hope. Yeah. You have to find like hope, bro. Have a sense of hope, have a sense of faith. Like, yo, like these days, especially 2020, 2020 has just been showing me like, Yo, you got anything that don't matter, throw it away. Like, yeah. don't waste time on stuff that don't matter. We don't have much time, Fair. whatever that looks like. I'm not saying Corona is the end of the world, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, outside of Corona, Corona, whatever Corona agenda is, yeah. it is coupled with other things yeah. that is affecting people in other ways, yeah. and it shows where our it shows where our worth is. It shows where our beliefs are uh, or lack thereof. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like. People are ready to, you know, throw themselves off bridges 
because they feel like, yo, you know, my money's gone. I can't work, you know, yeah. you know, there's no hope. There's so no hope. find hope, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and not false hope either. Right. Um, I oh, think that's, that's important. Worse. Yeah, that's worse because yeah, that's, that's, that's another topic for another time. Yeah. But yeah, that's worse. <laughs> I think that's worse. So like find something that you can like really hold on to and anchor you down, you know what I'm saying? And, and put that with some other things and I think that will help. I think so. I think ways. that's a really good point. And back to you saying that, you know, you you have seen yourself maturing in the emotional area. Mm-hmm. I just want to say publicly that it's really good to see you actually like breaking down your hard ass exterior that you sometimes carry. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see you being so open about your feelings and stuff like that. It's a process, you know? It's yeah. a process. Even with me, it's a process because even though I'm a woman and people expect me to be this soft type of person, I mean you know who I am, babe. I yeah, definitely. I am a hard ass. Like I will carry my burdens to the cross and I will not tell anybody about it because I'm strong. Okay, mm-hmm. but I am breaking down my my walls as well, and it's good to see us as a couple doing that together, and it feels good. It's like a weight lifted off of your shoulder. Like I don't have to carry all of this. Like I could be open. I could be vulnerable. I could go to therapy, and I could just lay it all there, you know. So I think that's something that men therapy does not mean you are crazy. Okay, it's not an embarrassing situation to say hey. I go to therapy. Therapy is just not for people that have diagnosed mental disorders. Therapy is for if you're stressed out. It's for anything and you just got to let it out. Yeah. You know, so if you have insurance, please take advantage of it and go to therapy. Um, it's a and real... if you don't have insurance, you know, budget, budget, budget some stuff Yeah, out, budget you know? some stuff out. And there are therapists who are not as expensive as people make it. People make it seem like therapy is so expensive. But there are, if you do your we spend, research... We spend, if you really want to break down some of the money you spent, I'm pretty sure you could allocate something. On right. Something that, and it's just, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to go every day, every week. But like, exactly. you know, you know, setting yourself up with once a month mm-hmm. or whatever at first. And then, you know, if you like it, then you, you know, you open up more and you... Allocate more money, resource and money and time to it. If not, then at least you know, but like at least you're trying. Right. Don't just like, right. just try. You have to try. Yep. Um, I think that's the main thing. Just try to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, put more thought into it. Don't let it just be like that thing that just rolls off your shoulder every time. Like, eh, I'll deal with it tomorrow. Eh, I'll deal with it next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something I think I found myself doing a lot. It's like, you know, you have these things to deal with and you just kind of like delve into something else to kind of like be a distraction. Yeah. Oh, um, so you want too. to really like, if you, if you know you need to do better and be better, like do something about it. Um, yeah. I, think yeah, I definitely agree with that. Also, I know our grandparents and our parents has taught us, take it to the Lord in prayer. Let me tell you all something. Faith without works is dead. Hmm. Okay? God does not just want us to just come to him and pray and expect that to be the end all tell all. God wants us to do the necessary work as well. And he will provide the ways for you to get that help. Hmm. God didn't commute. I'm sorry. God didn't create one human being. He created two for a reason. We need each other. We have to help each other. So if you think you're going to take it to the Lord in prayer in your isolation and in your depression and God is going to just miraculously pull you out of that depressive state, 
Honey, that's not how that work. You have to make sure you take the steps for your for yourself. God helps those who help them. So exactly. Okay. So um if you guys follow Cam on at Fly Young Intellectual, it's all joined together. You will see that he posted like a teaser, a blurb type video talking about um proposing a brunch for men. Okay, between the ages of what? I'm saying like, man, honestly, maybe like 18 to 40. Right. So proposing from that age, 18 to 40. Maybe where... 21 to 40. But <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the first one, maybe. Yeah, where he thinks that, you know, it's time for them as brothers, you know, to build this brotherhood, to have a safe space where they can talk about how they're feeling. Okay, and you know, a lot of people were I responsive. You know, yeah, I yeah. get feedback, and that's not not just like, like yeah, get feedback. Have want to have you know, a panel and active discussion. You right. know what I'm saying? I don't want it to like be a one way thing. I don't right. want it to be like a complaining session, or right. no, I want it to be like edifying. You know right. what I'm saying? I want it to be like uplifting. I want it to be like informative. You know what I'm saying? And me and my boy, Sean, you know, we're going to definitely be getting that together as soon as possible. But at the same time, you know, like the feedback alone that we got when I put the video out was 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 confirmation in itself that like, yo, people need that space. Yo, people need that space. Like people are willing and down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and that's a, that's a good sign. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a, it's a step in the right direction. And I think we'll continue to be pushing the culture forward yes. and we're going to leave our kids and our kids kids long this world is um still engaged um we're gonna we're gonna leave it in a better space all right you guys i don't know we might have an episode two on this who knows you know this is a deep deep topic you know yeah. there's so many layers to it but we're gonna wrap this up right now you can find me personally cleo on Instagram at crown with an E yeah. underscore royale with an E. And you can find Mr. FYI at... Uh, Flying Intellectual. Flying Intellectual um, on Instagram, man. Follow me on there. Updating y'all with the most recent, you know. And um, keeping this, this these platforms uh, engaged. And that's, that's our plan. That's what we want to do. We want to keep us linked. We want to keep us... Together, even in the midst of social distancing and all of this stuff, they're trying to separate us, you know, and um, (laughs) just stay healthy, you know, stay out the way, you know, do the things, even when this is over, do the things that we did now, please, every day, you know what I'm saying? Please wash your hands when you're done. I mean, niggas, wash your hands, please. Um, drink some water, drink some bush tea. Oh, um, take your vitamins, take your vitamins, you know what I'm saying? Drink your your elderberry, drink it. Drink your elderberry, lessen your sugars, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And work out, you know, be active. Be active. Um, but yeah, man, don't freak out. Um, We're going to be all right. It's two of your faves once again. Definitely two of your faves. We're going to talk next episode. See y'all. Peace.